across the margins. Across the margins. Podcast. should have ran with some better ringers. The mob went from a handful of heavy hitters to randoms and second stringers. Your camp has how many members? There's plenty in the crowd. They want to be the yard bullies so they'll put anybody down. While the doc mob president pretends it's your friends, but he ain't present at your battle, no one ever returns. Little homie representing only benefits them. With your rep, I'd be resenting where those benefits end. You playing the wrong game, that relationship's all strained. Mook and Rex got along famous before fame. Did numbers before the dot. They making some large gains, added money after the dot. So they paying them small change. They purchase you for cheap. Ain't no earnings you could keep. Just deserve what you deserve. Don't be concerned with what they eat. That's the sermon that they preach. They were certain you was me. Cause the serpent only preys on a person who is weak. Like your tattoo artist when he's working on your piece. Made you take it on the chin and turn the other cheek. You observe without a peek. Not a word without a tweet. Under dot mob's ring, use a bird without a beak. <laughs> Pussy has a putty tat, despite where he put his tat. We gotta suffer this sucker's trash, why I oughta whoop his ass. And make it hard for this cartoon artist to save face. Having some real heart is the part that you can't fake. You a guppy in a tank with a shark and I taste bait. You an arsenal claim grape and your art from the same state? Let alone your neighborhood and your street day, 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 the tookie that's weak. I could walk in the shoes of the Brooklyn elite, but there's a difference between Bigfoot and defeat. All that I need's a rhyme book and a beat, and I'm cooking with heat. I'll butcher this beef, dog, this cat, food, type of pussy I eat. On the reel, you fishing to catch a hook in your cheek. I'm the medicine man when you look to get leaked. An NY in front of Quill will put him to sleep. How do you how do you follow that? Um, well, here it goes. Welcome to Across the Margin, the podcast where we take you beyond the margin, behind the scenes, and deeper into the story. I have with me today, as always, my co-host Chris Thompson. How are you feeling, Chris? Not bad, Mike. Really excited to be here today. Yeah, me too, man. I'm pumped. Um, so, what you just heard there as an introduction to this podcast was the lyrical stylings of Aaron Solomon, better known in the hip hop and battle rap community as Iron Solomon. For those not in the know. Iron Solomon is a wordsmith. He's one of the sharpest and most clever writers and lyricists in the history of battle rap. It is not going too far to call Iron a legend in his own time. He is a craftsman who builds with words, and his impact is such that he has helped transition the sport and art of battle rap to where it is today. We are absolutely honored to speak with him today. That's right, Mike. And as you know, 
We like to say over here at Across the Margin that there are stories to be found everywhere. It's an idea that we like to promote and celebrate with all the writers and wordsmiths who contribute to the magazine. But it's also a fact that there are numerous ways to tell stories out there, not just through the written word. From slam poets to songwriters and novelists to stand-up comedians, the ways to convey stories are numerous. And that's what we are featuring here today on our latest podcast. Everyone's got a story to tell, but they also have their own unique ways in which they choose to tell them. So we're going to be talking with Iron Solomon, an artist and rapper who is not only a storyteller, but who uses a unique brand of art to convey his stories. And that's the art of battle rap. For many, this is going to, this is going to act as an introduction to the underground phenomenon that is battle rap. And because Chris and I are still learning the ins and outs, we too are looking forward to gain some perspective into the techniques, format, and eccentric figures that make battle rap so intriguing. But while not diehards, we have been enamored with the craft for some time, and we have done our research, enough to go inside baseball, so to speak, to discuss some of Iron Solomon's most impactful moments, battles that not only define him and his decade-plus career, but battle rap as it is today. Cross the Margin is a home for writers and wordsmiths, and today we have for you one of the best. So, um, Chris, you ready? Yeah, I'm ready. Where's Iron? Iron, uh, Iron has invited us to his home. So awesome. So let's, let's, um, let's pack up here and uh, head over. Let's do it, man. I'm psyched. Let's awesome. go. Let's go. But thank you, man. We're yeah, for sure. We're to be here, especially yeah. thanks for having us to your house. Yeah, this definitely. Is, yeah, I appreciate this that. This is wild. So, definitely. Um, Soon to be X-House. X-House, I know. So everyone, uh, it's, it's, can I call you Iron? Can I call you like... Yeah, whatever you want. Hey, Solomon. Yeah, Aaron. So Aaron is my first name, and Solomon is my middle name. Okay. Yeah. What's your last name? Merkin. Okay. Uh, you were known as AM Boogie. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, Unfortunately. Yeah. So, so you're like, that's not gonna work. Or you know, so that came about like. I, I, you know, I used to write graffiti and yeah. my initials are AM and, and yeah. so it's like the least creative tag, but I used to write it A-Y-E-M. Um, so there's like some creativity. Oh, hey, yeah, yeah. 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 Like spelled out phonetically. And then I went to an open, to the end of the week open mic and, uh, <clears throat> Which is a, a group that I'm now affiliated with, and still, that's still going. Yeah, yeah so they, so that's the longest small. running yeah. weekly open mic in New York. And where's it held right now? They actually just moved. They were at the Pyramid, which is where uh, we met. Um, oh, cool. Uh, but now I'm not sure. They just moved, and like in the midst of us moving, I'm not sure where they've landed. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, so I went to open mic, and I was just like, "Am like." Just, uh, it's not enough. It's like just two letters, and and I was like, in the moment, was like, and boogie, like yeah. fuck it, you know. It was yeah. like, some, you know, I was always into. I, I was probably wearing like a um, brass name belt, you know what I mean? <laughs> like I was always into like nostalgia, and there was an element of the like, you know, boogie down boogie, production yeah. that you know. But now. Very quickly, it became. I was like, I've made a huge mistake. Yeah, it's it's not as powerful. Yeah, yeah. And and like, even though AM was part of my name, and I had so many other names that are like equally terrible, um, I I, it was always weird for me to have a name that was like just totally made up, you know. So so after that, I was like, should I just be Aaron Solomon? And then I was like, I was actually hanging out with my boy Andrew with Fig. Uh, figment and uh, we we were um, talking about it and super high and this girl that we were with that I only met her that one time was like 
I was like, should it be Aaron Solomon or blah, blah, blah. and she was like, I like like I iron or iron or something yeah. and I was like shut up like what are you talking about? <laughs> you I don't know you yeah yeah <laughs> and then like a month or two later I was like okay that actually kind of works because yeah. it's so similar to my name mm-hmm. and I felt like Aaron and Solomon are two really powerful names you know like the Aaron being Moses's brother mm-hmm. I, I'm not religious but I'm into the like narratives you yeah. know and the symbolism of the Aaron stories, being yeah. Moses's brother who spoke to the people because Moses had a lisp so he was like the conduit for a message and able to um, deliver a message that didn't necessarily come from him but he was he was the one who was able to communicate it to the people and then Solomon being a king who was known for being like of the people and wise and just and then that my grandfather's name was Solomon so I was like wow, that makes complete sense yeah, yeah so it was like it was like why am I running away a why am I like making shit up yeah. to be somebody else of course you want like a superhero name in, in mm-hmm. hip-hop um or even not in hip-hop people change their names but um so I, I felt like I wanted like why am I running away from these names that have so much significance and represent not just like something I want to be as a person but that that ability to communicate a message is like who I want to be as a rapper that it's not always about my story that I'm telling but a story that I'm telling and so um, let me just use my own name but then the Iron and Aaron are like so similar it, it was a little bit of superhero yeah. involved but it was still me also bigger than you exactly. at the same time exactly cool. I mean the Iron brings with it a lot of like you know visual like you know like power to it too you know like you know it's like it's unbreakable it's strong you know so it sort of like can be like it's better yeah. than Ambo Buggy. It's better yes. than Ambo Buggy. Yes. Yeah. 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 yeah, and that, yeah. exactly, that feeling of Iron and yeah. Iron Mike Tyson right. and like um, just, you know, you want to dress for the job that you want. Exactly, yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. It's so, very meta, very meta, yeah. you know? Yeah. Uh, so I don't know what you know about Across the Margin, but, um, you know, we kind of consider ourselves a home for a lot of poets, a lot of writers, a lot of people who are trying creative different stuff. Uh, so talking to... Um, a lyricist and a musician or performer like you is kind of like right in our wheelhouse so awesome love another it. reason why we're pumped to be here but I think a lot of our listeners don't know a lot about Battle Rap might not know you know the ins and outs and there's no way we can cover that all like all sure, the leagues. Right. I mean it's yeah. it's complex peeling that onion it's crazy <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah more so than ever yeah yes. it's, and it's yeah. Uh, you gotta you know these kids are in it die hard i mean yeah, it's nerdy it's totally fun. It's, it's fantastic it's like wrestling or it's like any like cult sub genre thing where there's like it's even like the yankee you know yeah. i have friends that are into baseball as much for the story of the clubhouse totally. and, the, and the history yeah. and, and the like narrative the statistics you know right like exactly it's the same thing you could talk yeah. about a match in 07 a match totally in 11. yeah and like, that's the yeah. fun of it too. and like it even even down to the like well, a home run wasn't as long back then. You know what I mean? Like, so the, the cultural element of, well, this guy was undefeated here. and yeah. But, you know, the way they were rhyming back then was different. And, you know, the the sports supplements, you know, there's, oh. a, there's, a, there's definitely, there's so much parallel there of yeah. the, like, the context over time and the evolution of the, of the storylines and all. Yeah. yeah. So that's another podcast. Yeah, yeah, next all, podcast. We'll next podcast. Yeah. We'll, we'll do the whole, whole breakdown. <laughs> yeah. And it just. We'll have people listen to it on 1.5 times. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. 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 We were talking earlier how you can just do a podcast fast to like knock them out, <laughs> yeah. but um, yeah, I mean it just and like it is it's like an art form and a sport. I mean, and then if you watch these matches, it's like 
it's like boxing with the rounds and but like it's boxing with words. I mean, how do you not get behind that? It's yeah, amazing. it's just it's amazing. I um, think that's what we're drawn to, you know. Yeah, like the, 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 the word the, titles. The yeah, witty lyricism yeah. and like the, just the cleverness. But I think by talking to you a little bit and getting to know you a little more, we'll be able to learn a little bit more about battle rap too. So we can sure, kind of do both. But uh, let's start from the bottom. Like, where are you from? I'm from New York, from the Upper West Side, ninety yeah. third uh, Street and West End Avenue. Okay. Um, yeah, like you know, I, I definitely am like a Upper West Side kid. Grew up doing the, you know stuff that people were doing hanging out skating listening to hip-hop uh playing guitar smoking weed you know drinking 40s and um wearing north face jackets and then also um you know in new york it's not like at least in manhattan in my upbringing we weren't super localized you know like there are there are definitely pockets of new york where you grow up and go to the same high school as the people in your neighborhood and all that but i i went to schools around the city so um, I had experiences in other boroughs and friends friends from all over, yeah. you know. So it was right. a pretty uh, and and New York in the eighties was also very. New York is always a patchwork, but it was, um, you know, crack epidemic, crime. The neighborhoods were way more integrated, and yeah. and in a, and even though the Upper West Side, you know, where we lived, we definitely were middle class, upper middle class, in a really nice building, but. Um, it was a fringe neighborhood when we moved in. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, there's a doorman in the building, but there's our crack deals going on up the block. You know, so it was it was a very interesting time to grow up in New York, and and probably not so dissimilar from a lot of parts of Brooklyn now, mm-hmm. where it's like you have just these different kind of cultural paths that are that are intersecting. Right. Together. Yeah. And so I mean, coming into hip hop was very natural from where you lived. And- yeah. Yeah. And and my dad, as we were talking oh, about, my yeah. dad, my dad is a musician, and my mom's a musician too. They're um, both musicians, and what and what way? Yeah. So so um, my mom is a singer. She sings. Uh, like can sing like opera and oh, wow. like jazz. And, <laughs> That's amazing. Uh, and she plays the flute. She hasn't played the flute in probably decades, but she was a flautist. Nice. And uh, she she actually was in the music business though. Like her career was in in the music business. Um, and she then perform opera. Uh, she sings now in like you know the synagogue choir, yeah. and she like joined. She sings in church choirs too. She well, like shows the passion. If you're still yeah going, you're just yeah for you totally you totally it. yeah like you know she never she didn't make a career out of performing, but was always but is definitely a trained and, and skilled yeah. uh, musician and art that whole side of like her siblings are in music as well. Two of them and the whole, the whole family is very musical. And then my dad um, is a composer, arranger, like piano player at his core, but definite multi-instrumentalist. And was that his career as well? Is that like- so? Yeah. So his career, he, his probably like the most, uh, what was most characteristic of his career was being an arranger composer. Um, but, uh, so he started off, you know, in bands on acid and cocaine and mushrooms and stuff <laughs> yes. like that. You've and had then, that conversation with your father? Yeah. Oh uh, yeah, definitely. He yeah. had, he, he had, has war stories. Um, Can I and put out, him on this podcast <laughs> sure. Yeah. He would, he would be thrilled to, uh, he, uh, he has um, he's in a band called Pearls Before Swine. That's not like a, a widely renowned band, but has like cool. vinyl out and like all that stuff. And then he was working right. on like uh, um, I think his big break came when we were living on like ninety four. We were living around a corner 
we moved on up around the corner, but we originally were on 94th between West End and Riverside, which was a block that had, was like 90% halfway houses, yeah. you know? So it was like, I think the story goes that they went to see the apartment like during the day in like the fall or in the like, you know, uh, winter or spring. And then when they moved in the, you know, the first summer night, it was like dope heads, like up and down the block. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's like, yeah. You know, the, the moral is like visit a neighborhood at 10 PM <laughs> yeah. on a Sunday. Yeah. In a summer, <laughs> yeah. if you really want to know. And, uh, so we, that's where we lived when I, when I was first born. And I think he was like playing piano in the house and one of the neighbors came knocking and he, he felt like it was going to be a, like, shut the fuck up and stop playing piano yeah. and the guy was like you're awesome yeah yeah what is yeah this? like i'm working on this off broadway i forget if it was oh man i forget if it i don't want to fuck the story up but it was sure. either it was an, an opportunity that then led to little shop of horrors or it was the the earliest iteration of little shop of horrors wow. when it was off broadway yeah. and so he was the arranger on little shop of horrors off when it was like nothing and then continued with it when it was on Broadway and then um, in the, the movie yeah, the too, film. the film. Yeah. So he's, he's a, arranged the music for orchestrated and arranged the music for Little Shop of Horrors. Wow. It was like the first like big break. And we actually moved to London for a year because they, they, so all those, all the outdoor scenes in the movie, if you're familiar with the movie are uh, in an indoor set. Mm-hmm. So it was like the biggest soundstage in the world at the time, and maybe well, all still the cityscapes were yeah, like you know they're like wow. walking down the block and like Mr. Mushnick's like yeah. flower shop, like all that's indoors. Yeah, so it was like the biggest soundstage at the time was in London. So they filmed filmed in London, and wow. we, I was like, too? yeah, I was like, yeah. we lived there for a year. I was like mm-hmm. three and a half to four and a half, and my brother was born there, or like three to four. Yeah, yeah. my brother was yeah. born there. So he can't be president, which is <laughs> uh, he, uh, he's an, he's an English citizen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. All right, yeah. Uh, and then, so you obviously have music kind of flowing through your blood, but what kind of steered you towards hip hop? I mean, yeah, yeah it's so a different direction. Like, and yeah. flautist like, arranger, yeah. you know. <laughs> yeah. So, so my dad, being the like, you know, when you're in that realm of like movie, um, and eventually you got into children's music, but when you're in that realm, you know. We were talking about Little Mermaid because yeah. I worked on Little Mermaid too. Yeah. But so, you know, yeah, like you said, said, Under the Sea is like involved with Under the Sea. That yeah. means <laughs> so like Under the Sea is Caribbean, right? And there's yeah. like it's like an authentic. I mean, you know, it's not it's not authentic where it's like this. Oh, put this put Under the Sea yeah. up with like yeah. you know, No Woman, No yeah. Cry. Yeah. It's but, steel <laughs> drumming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But there are like elements of it that are like <laughs> thought that being right. the same yeah. <laughs> like there are elements of it that are true to that art that Absolutely. genre. So he was always, I think, personally interested in all forms of music, and then and then that helped shape his professional career. And then professionally, it was important for him to be you know up up to date. So he, the first hip hop that I was actually like heavily exposed to was NWA straight out of Compton that he bought and like played in the like rental car on a family trip, you know? Wow. (laughs) Yeah. And I still have the, I still have like all of the hip hop cassette tapes and like CDs that he bought over the, I I have, like I have NWA straight out of Compton cassette tape from the family car and like the, you know, um, we were listening to like Air Supply yeah. and stuff. Right. I think the first right. Right. the first tape my dad bought me was Millie Vanilli. I think. Right. Yeah. I mean, like from Sears or something. Yeah. So yeah. like, but then at the same time, the first tapes that I asked my parents to buy were uh, Pearl Jam Ten. 
and Digital Underground, um, Sons of the P. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And then, and I think at least one of them was a bootleg that we bought on like 125. <laughs> so they're bootleg tapes back in yeah. the day in yeah. New York, um, where that was like a cassette tape that had like, you know, Promote shitty printing. I don't know where they were from, but it was like, it was like shitty print. Like it it looked like the regular professional cassette, but like super shitty. Exactly. Exactly. Where it's like blurred or pixelated and then like a Xerox copy cover, you know? (laughs) And so I have some of those bootleg tapes too. So I think the thing for me, I think it's twofold. The thing that drew me probably three, probably it's super complex why I was drawn to hip hop. But like, I think one of, I think that element of it, of like, I'm into Pearl Jam and I'm into Jimi Hendrix and I'm into Marvin Gaye and I'm into NWA and I feel like hip hop is the quintessential postmodern collage music where it was like you know technology is shaping it but everything is up there's no cultural reference that's off limits right it samples everything everything and puts it together exactly it's a good point which we'll get into a lot of rock yeah Yeah. the killer Killer. Yeah, you know, that yeah. one's a heavy rock. American yeah, Psycho with the Black Sabbath. Right. That yeah. Be like, I'm yeah, like, yeah. Yeah. Let's go. Hell, dope, dope. But um, yeah. yeah, it's got all those influences. Yeah. And so you're feeling all of this. And yeah, and like I think that was the thing to me is that like whatever I was drawn to in those different genres, like you know, <clears throat> I feel like I I had sensibilities in each genre that were like okay, you know, I like this uh, I like this um, Pantera song that has the most kind of soulful hip hop beat to it, you know? And I like this Jimi Hendrix song that like just feels the hardest where you would have the same like head nod as if it was rap. And then I I was playing guitar originally, you know, like as a white kid from Upper West Side, I think I envisioned the, the, the paradigm that was most accessible for me to, I mean, obviously I was going to be a rock star. That was obvious to me. <laughs> no question. Right away. Yeah. It was like, well, you know, Come on, the co- yeah, the cover of Rolling hard. Stone is inevitable. Yeah. <laughs> so I think the paradigm that was most available to me was rocks, you know, white kid playing guitar, boom, done, you know? Yeah. So I was doing that, but at the same time was also rap, like writing raps, like, you know, nine, 10 years old, taking guitar lessons and writing, you know, super corny nine-year-old white kid raps. And I, and I think that my dad always tells this story of, of me trying to quit guitar because I, and I, and he was like, why do you want to quit? And I was like, well, and I'm not as good as Slash. So like, what's the point? You know? I can't be Slash. Yeah. If I'm not as good as Slash. And he was like, you have to, (laughs) Slash was not as good as Slash at one point. And so he convinced (laughs) me to stay. But I think I was, I was always, you know, I, I think when when things come naturally to you, it's a gift and a curse. You know, it's like a you have a lot of nat you know natural talent is great, but it it robs you of the experience and understanding of how to work hard to achieve something. And I think I had a lot of natural talent in a lot of different areas as a kid, and I was so used to not working hard to achieve like. To, to be like above average, notable, like, oh shit, he's good at math and he didn't yeah. study. Or yeah. he's good at guitar and he's not working that hard, but he's like showing off and, and it's, yeah. you know, the girls are like blushing, you know? Yeah. And so I think that made me, like, I think hip hop in a lot of ways, even though it's like there, there is like such a deep um, study and technical thing that goes into it, there also is, is a bit of, um, it's just an easier entry point. You know, like to really be a world-class guitar player, like you do have to really study for years, you know, and like to be a world-class rapper, 
that's more that's I'm not at all downplaying the what it takes to become that you know like obviously like Jay-Z slash like they are certainly in the same category and are equally rare Mm -hmm. but I think Jay-Z's the entry point into hip-hop has fewer like technical study I mean, requirements just to the point you know you can just use your voice exactly not even need the guitar and exactly the, the, the bottom ground of it you know? yeah so i think that entry point of like oh i don't have to study and memorize mm-hmm. like I, like i can literally just listen to this music and experience life and write rhymes and that's how i'll do this instead of having to like memorize scales yeah. and like learn it's more theory. natural right? yeah, yeah exactly that's funner yeah exactly yeah yeah and then i think you know just just the um it's cool hip-hop is, is fucking cool, cool like and like oh yeah that attitude and that swagger in the 90s you know just growing up that was the coolest shit it was intoxicating yeah. you know and then i think also um just being like you know, my my house was very loving and supportive, but there was also a lot of dysfunction and, and fighting and like yeah. and anger too. And I think that one of the things that um, especially draws like you know privileged white kids like myself to to hip hop is, is is that angst. Yeah. And like I think a lot of times um, there's there's very valid and justifiable frustration and anger and a feeling of powerlessness and injustice that doesn't have a narrative that validates it. And I think the, 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 those same feelings are present in hip hop and are really validated. The narrative is very validating where it's like, um, you know, marginalized ethnic groups, marginalized economic groups, you know, violence, like destruction in these communities. And so it's like, you are entitled to feel this way. And I think, I think everybody's entitled to feel frustration and anger and the narrative like I think because American culture, partly because American culture doesn't like to look at itself and identify the dysfunction, yeah. that like white frustration, and also because money and economics tend to tend to like be highlighted as like the answer to everything, right. um, that frustration that exists in that kind of like middle class, upper middle class white community doesn't get validated because we'd rather pretend it doesn't. It's not valid. Yeah. Like a, it's like sort of a softer like pussier frustration but it's also like yo my you know my household was fucked up and like i i definitely it was definitely fucked up and there's definitely real anger and frustration and the world is definitely fucked up and like teachers are can be fucked up and you know the cops you know like the government is fucked up and like even though you may not walk out of your door and experience the same thing that like a poor black kid in the projects experiences i think there still is a feeling of your, like your pain is relative your pain exact, is still totally, real no matter totally. what you're going it doesn't through. mean you didn't experience it yeah, yeah totally it's, it's, yeah. Yeah. so i think that i think all that just was like oh this is it this is right. it for me yeah. you know yeah. like this that makes is sense it. yeah and you, and you were good at it yeah, you, yeah, like exactly. Your boys were like, yeah. Yo, you can exactly, it, so. yeah, exactly. You're the girls right? were still blushing. So. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's just what it's all about, yeah. of course. Um, am I right that one of your biggest breaks when or when you started like getting into it was uh, a moral technique? Yeah. At the end of the week. <laughs> yeah, yeah, which my dad was there for. That's what I mean. Yeah. No young. way. Like, yeah. I, I, yeah, like eighteen, nineteen. Yeah. Yeah. So your yeah. dad's bringing you to the. You know, I just invited them, you know, because yeah. I think my mom was there, my little brother well, this was is there. A big moment for you. Yeah, it was like, like I, I think, you know, my parents 
that was one way in which they were super supportive is they were like, whatever makes you happy, you should do. And like, we're there for you. You Yeah. We don't all get that. Yeah, totally. Totally. (laughs) And that, and that was like one of the amazing things about our household. Um, my mom, my mom would be like, you're going where? What? Wait, it's dangerous. Wait. Yeah. I think end of the week. So that was the end of the week. And it was an event that was, that they do call the MC challenge, which is not a battle at all. Yeah. It's uh, ciphers and like, yeah, it's like, it's like, exactly. Yeah. Different categories. And you get, you know, each, each round is a different, like, hoop that you have to jump through. Yeah. And they, and but is it one on one? Like, you were going, no, no, it's like okay. five, six people, and everybody gets points in there in each round. And in the end, they say, here's who's first, second, and third. Some, some <clears throat> very well known judges that watch a lot of those. Yeah, to, yeah. I mean, it's like their roster of who's been in the challenge and then who's judged is always like, and who's performed at the venue is like a who's who. Yeah, I mean, it's like, pop, yeah, 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 yeah. And, uh, and I, and Immortal Technique was like the guy at that point, yeah, you he know, was, he was, he was, he was that's when he was like on the tear yeah. and had won all, you know, rock steady battles and all these battles mm-hmm. and was just the, just the favorite to win. And, you know, the judges that night gave it to yeah. me but first the, and him but, second, but you know, then the crowd, like he got fired. He got angry. He was pissed. He was pissed. And he, yeah. and like there is video of it. I'll yeah. share a link to it. Cause it's <laughs> yeah. a must see. It's really yeah. Cool. So they, and they end of the week is like not anti-battle necessarily, but alternative to battle where it's like, let's, let's have a competition f- structure that can show that your well-rounded abilities as an MC. Yeah. And that's not necessarily yeah, just like attacking each other. Yeah, it looks like the judges of the uh, now, MC that uh, was announcing it, uh, didn't even want to do the battle. No, yeah, zoo, Big so. Zoo. Yeah, yeah, he's like, we don't do this he's shit. Like, this is, no, this is it's, corny. That like, has corny. never happened. Yeah. Like, that moment is a crazy moment because, like, only because the energy in the building was, like, so heavy in that direction that they do that. But, like, they would never, they would never again with that. Yeah. Like, that's totally the antithesis of what that event is about. So it was, like, this weird alignment of the stars. Well, and and I also pissed. was, like, I'm he dead. Was, you know? Yeah. Like, I, I was, like. Oh, dude, were you nervous? Oh, my moment? God. Yeah. I was, like, I was so happy that I won. And then, and I wasn't even thinking about it. Like I, I beat a mortal technique. It was yeah, like, yo, this is like a great event. Like, yeah, I won, <laughs> I won I peace. Like, Pew. Yeah, yeah. When they were like, all right, we're going to do a battle. I was like, fuck man. Like wow, it doesn't come now I'm like in second that. place. Yeah, I was yeah. like, it definitely in my head was like, it's over. You know, this I guy, think his anger when guy. I got to him. Like, definitely. Yeah. And, and, and you, he's and looking at me. Right. Too. Yeah. Yeah. And, I, and that's the thing is I had been like, you know, I've been battling before that, but it, but like, you know the battle scene in New York was vibrant, and then it kind of died. Wait, and you so were it was battling, like, yeah, like like a little bit. You're battling for yeah. That. So like when I was like 15, 16, 17, like in high school, I was going to like bragging rights. You know, going to these battles, and uh, that's where I battled Jin the first time. Yeah, was like we were probably both sixteen or seventeen. Yeah, you, you know, it's been a couple yeah. times. Yeah, yeah. Little, yeah, and uh, so you guys friends. We are, yeah, yeah. We actually recently reconnected uh, in a super positive way, and he—he's like, um, yeah, definitely friends. Cool. Um, yeah, so like, I hadn't been battling; I'd been making music and stuff, yeah. and so I, I, but I still had the like lines in the pocket or the, yeah, the like five bikes. Yeah, exactly, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Weird. So I was, you know, I'm glad it went the way that it did. Yeah, yeah. No, that must have been thrilling. I mean, yeah. that, I mean, that must have, you know, fueled some of your fire. I totally. Mean, that's a, that was, that was like, totally. I'm yeah. in this, yeah. Totally. Uh, next big moment I know of yours was uh, late night. It was after Scribble Jam, uh, The Source. Yeah. Was that a Scribble Jam? It was after... Uh, Am I wrong? Spin the mic. Oh, it's it's the like mic. this company, Jump Off TV, that was like 
popping for like two or three years. They were like one of the go-to leagues, and they did this event, Spin the Mic, where they literally have like the MCs in a circle, and they like spin the mic, and that oh, that determines, like yeah, yeah, that determines what the mat. <laughs> like they have a thing, like a structure that they spin, and whoever the mic lands. So you have on. no idea yeah. who you're going to be going up against. Yeah. So I wasn't in it. Yeah, but this, but this was afterwards. <laughs> this was afterwards. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. You, you, uh, you seemed a little bit more prepared. Yeah, so that has come up a lot recently. <laughs> in uh, uh, I love. I mean, yeah. it's. Because I love him. Yeah, no, he's, he's amazing. Like, he's yeah. Absolutely, like he's amazing. Yeah, so like, so that's come up in a couple of interviews recently where he feels like I like, I like, I like, oh, yeah, this is Taco, yeah. vicious, uh, <laughs> vicious shit too. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> that he feels like I hoodwinked him, maybe. Yeah, he <laughs> um, still feels that way. I don't know. I haven't, yeah. I haven't spoken to him. I, I'll just, we'll speak about it next time I see okay, him. But sure. you know, so in New York, like, you know, even in the '90s when people are like, oh, golden age, you know battling you would have those lines in your pocket you know yeah. that you you wouldn't if you showed up and just wrapped a whole verse people would be like oh man that's a whole verse you know but it, that was very much looked down on like that was, was definitely yes, looked down was, on it, yeah. but the preparation beforehand like yeah. the but freestyle was but what like, it was mostly yeah. yeah but if but you saying something that was obviously about you know okay now i'm obviously talking about chris like i'm obviously talking about you mm-hmm. But then I go into these four bars that I use kind of at every battle because I don't have anything. And then that that gives me the momentum to launch back into something spontaneous. That was all the gumbo of freestyle. And like all of the, you know, you watch battles of Eminem from Scribble Jam and he has these four bar and eight bar couplets that he peppers throughout the, the freestyle, you know. And he's not going in there with a 16 bar verse or whatever, but he's doing this, uh, you know, if you turn my facial tissue to, you know, everybody in this place will miss you. I'll let the, what is it? I'll let the razor split you till they have to staple stitch you. And everybody in this place will miss you if you turn my facial tissue to a racial issue. (laughs) And like he said that, you know, that era is a, not on camera Mm -hmm. in general. And if it, and if it is on camera, there's no internet. And if there is an internet, there's no YouTube. Yeah. Yeah. So then it was like, yo, I have, I have five different four bar lines and like five, two bar punchlines that if I get into a jam I can throw these out I can throw right. these out right. and then I'm, I'm good yeah. and that was the way people were doing it right. you know? and, right. I, and so so it's kind of like a hybrid a mix of exactly. like freestyling and like stuff in your pocket right? exactly yeah, yeah. and yeah. so at that time like that that's what I was doing and I think that the more that you exercise that muscle and the longer the lead time gets before you know you're going to battle somebody yeah. the more you just it's like I can't help drafting. yeah it's like like yeah I can't help myself yeah right? it's yeah. like I'm just thinking of shit yeah. man like I know like this guy's like it went from like I show up and they're and I don't know who I'm battling and there's 16 of us or 32 of us and we have to battle each other till someone gets the top to there's this one-on-one fight that I have in a week yeah. like and you know who it is and you know his name and you know where he's from well, I, mean, and, I think know. it's a shame <laughs> in some ways that being prepared was looked down on because that's wrong because it's better right when people are prepared there's better sure. lines it comes up and like, i think that that's where we're at now you know exactly. is i think that like you had a lot to do with that though you were always coming completely yeah. prepared and just like I, I i i don't know from everything i hear from some of my friends that are like really into this that you were you were a big part in pulling that together and, yeah thanks man that's good know? to hear yeah. i feel that way i mean i feel like yeah, I feel like if you're coming like all prepped these things, like if other people aren't, they're just gonna they yeah. get torn down. I mean, yeah. yeah, yeah. I think I think that I at that point mastered that yeah. that gumbo yeah. thing where like you know 
like there are times where I watch and I and I know which is like ooh I, I remember that I had thought of that line before and I know that that happened like as I was saying it but I can watch and I can be like you can't tell the difference here like yeah, this right. this feels like thirty two bars but I just that well, yeah, I mean, that was the zone I was in do you that. know it's so seamless yeah it's, it's, and I and, I, and like I remember being having my freestyle. Cause I also was like going to hanging out with my friends and doing shit that was a hundred percent spontaneous where I'm like, you know, bitching about finals and talking about smoking blunts and I fucked this chick and whatever it is. And all that would be totally spontaneous. So, I, so, um, and I remember at the time just being so exercised in it that when I would, you know, the right amount of weed and the right amount of alcohol and the right, right. amount of my friends around and the right amount of girls around yeah. and like being in that perfect zone and literally like, saying rhymes as they were happening and then also simultaneously having this thought process where I was writing the next four bars and like literally and then also having this third thought process that was like holy shit this is happening (laughs) you know and literally being like as I'm saying okay I've thought of the next two bars Mm -hmm. so I just have to say them and while I'm saying them I'm thinking of the the next shit too and then another part of me is up here you know in the amazing clouds like working on like five or six different levels yeah yeah Yeah. Yeah. brain's crazy like that you know (laughs) I, I, I think I'm really drawn to uh the aspect of battle rap where you, you like where you just you pack so many meanings into so few words you know and like I just think that you're you're amazing at that you know and I think Thanks, that man. you know um, having like that forethought and sort of pre-planning allows you to get even better at that you know like, right you know, yeah. and I, I don't think that's a bad thing at all you know because totally. my enjoyment is increased so much when someone comes at me and says something that has so many levels to it that totally. you know it, it, it can't be spontaneous you know and like I just right. think that's amazing you know and, like, like when you're listening to it, you get the chance to have that aha moment like when you like, I mean get what they're saying I love like, that what yeah and it, and it makes it like and I think it's it's particularly suited for the YouTube era, right? right. Because yes. it's rewatch right. value. Right? I mean, battle rap yeah. lives right. on YouTube. YouTube. Like, yeah. he, I mean, I. I mean, if you can pause it, and you can go like, oh, yeah. Whole, like, yeah, yeah. Oh, there's 37 yeah. more videos here I can look <laughs> at. Yeah, four hours. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Totally. Right. But, but I mean, I just love just like pausing battles and just think, thinking for thinking a second and being like, holy shit, did he just do that? Yeah. Like, yeah. Google a few words right. for like some contextual analysis and yeah. be like, holy shit. Yeah. Like man. that's like yeah. so deep, you know? Like yeah. I, I love that stuff, you know? Totally. Yeah, me too. That's what does it for me these days. Yeah. That's great. Yeah, I mean, just I was looking at uh, I think the next battle that I think that was big for you was Jin, like we were talking yeah. about. Uh, I think it was 07. Jin, Jin was signed with the Rough Riders for a little bit, wasn't he? I think so. I, I don't so. know if he still was at that point. Yeah. I'm not but sure if he still was at that know, point. He was yeah. very well known. And yeah, he was the guy. I mean, maybe at that moment he wasn't like sizzling hot, but yeah. like, you know, he, Jin, Jin, you know, he's, he's the real thing in that. Yeah. He was in the fucking. You know, there are probably more battles from Jin that aren't on camera that are than there are on camera. So he's like, been in yeah, it. Yeah, man. Like he he he's committed. He was committed to hip hop. That, that, that's who he was as a person yeah. for sure. And like he, um, when we battled at bragging rights at age sixteen or whatever, he had just I think recently moved to Queens from Florida and was like, oh, I'm here now. I'm entering all the battles here because yeah. I was in all the battles in Orlando or wherever it was. And he won that night and then he went on 106 and Park and, you know, won six, you know, he was the first one, I think, that won so many weeks in a row that it was like, then they made the, then that's when they defined the like, if you win six days, six weeks in a row, you get retired. And then that, 
and then he also got signed to Rough Riders and like announced it on the sixth win. You know what I mean? <laughs> so killing. like, just yeah, killing. just Absolutely. and like, and I think something that he did that was important. A few things were a he was Asian, which is different, you know, um, and that I think opened up just opened up the playing field in a lot of ways. And then he also really came from people would say he came from like what they call like a backpack background which is right. more like hip hoppy yeah. nerdy yeah. you know more like more Nas less Jay-Z more you know than, yeah exactly yeah, yeah. and like but at the same time I think he you know he came he a lot of times the the backpack thing there are people that fall into that category that also like all of it both both areas you know of hip hop and he definitely came from that of I love hip hop and I love Mob Deep, and I also love Nas, and I and I see those things as part of the same fabric. And so he's more but, of like a unifier than like a, yeah, like a separator, you know, definitely. Yeah. And a unifier, I think that's a great word because he, but he came from a freestyle background, which was very much not street at that point. Like the street rap style was like I have a verse and you have a verse, gum and we're bars just, and yeah, like gum bars, yeah. just just like we rap our verses back to back. Right. You know what I mean? And, and, and whoever runs out of verses right. first or, you know, there's nothing to do with what's going on with me no, and you right now. Not, you not, know? not about yeah. the freestyling wasn't like cool. Yeah. It was like verses. Right. And so he stepped into the one Oh six context and then onto the sm- on smack DVD and did the backpack thing against street rappers and, and was successful with it. Yeah. So I think that, you know, that was, that's bridging a gap. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Changes a lot of minds, turns a lot of heads. Yeah. So Definitely. Yeah. when you, I mean, with that, um, you know, contest, the battle rap with Jin, that was probably a big moment. That probably propelled you a little bit. I mean, Definitely. that's one of my favorite videos to watch. You're over that pool table. Yeah. There's all this side betting going on. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's great. Yo, fight, I miss Fight Club. That was yeah, Fight That was just Fight Club. Yeah, fight club. yeah. Mm-hmm. and so some, some, some like, historical, like, uh, what is it? Lady Luck versus Remy Remy Ma is like a, another historical battle that happened there. But uh, <clears throat> yeah, I missed Fight Club, man. Yeah. It was like Were it was like it, I was there a bunch of times, yeah. and like it was like you know a pit fight. It was like dog fighting. You know what yeah. I mean? Whereas like invite only, strict security, um, small room, a lot of side betting. Yeah. You know. Underground, real, yeah, yeah, like you I don't know about it. Like, put up, that, uh, put up a watch that, yeah, night. that night, yeah. yeah. So, so we, um, I met this dude, Coop, who's like a like legit, you know, he's a hustler from yeah. Jersey that definitely, you know, made his name in the street and then transitioned into music. Um, and I met him online that night and he was like, yo, you're Solomon. You're going to battle tonight. Right. He's like, oh, I'm going to bet on you. And I was like, cool, cool. He told you that prior online. Yeah. 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 No we pressure. Outside. Yeah. Yeah. No pressure. yeah. And I was like, cool, man. That's cool. You know? And then when we got to the table, they were like, yo, it's 2000, you know, $5,000, whatever it was that we were battling over. Cause they, they would always, they would put up a pot, you know, um, any side bets. And this guy and Coop stepped up and was like, "Yeah, I got a thousand on Solomon, you know." Yeah. And it, so that yes, a lot of pressure, you know. <laughs> like I don't know this guy. Yeah. I see the like humongous like plate of diamonds on his necklace, and like I can get the vibe of the background he comes from. Yeah, yeah. And he just stepped up like into the camera. You know, it was a, it was a play for him too totally. to be yeah, to be shine. yeah yeah. But a lot of pressure, and they were like, "Oh, a thousand dollars, Jin, you you got you want to bet?" And he was like, yeah, oh yeah, yeah. of course. And he, and he said it no, so nonchalantly that Coop was like, oh yeah? 
I got another thousand. Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I think that basically, like Jin's camp, this guy had Gold. probably knots on hand. You right. Know? He he could have kept yeah. going like that for a while. And I think Jin's camp had the first thousand in cash, but didn't have the second thousand. And so his manager put the watch up. Yeah. Um, yeah. As like collateral, you know. So the, so yeah, there's like a pile of money uh, and like, we haven't even been yeah, 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 wrapped yet. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And there's a different battle going on, right? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. The whole video, yeah. like even yeah. the, the the sweatshirt of the um, I don't know. Who's moderating it? Yeah, uh, P International P. International yeah, yeah. P. Hold it down, thing. hold it down. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, you were talking about gin a little bit, and you were talking about the unification, as Chris was saying. Um, when you battled Math Hoffa, which is also one of my favorites, that one match, of my favorites too. Yeah, that, I yeah. just can watch both of you guys just killing it. Yeah. So I think you could help us understand, what, like, what's the significance of that? Because there is. There's Smack URL, which is a little bit different than Grindhouse. Is like Grind Time. Grind yeah. Time, thank you. Right? Yeah. So you were invited to... Smack. Yeah, yeah. So, so... I don't know much about this. So for know. sure. So yeah, so like the leagues that fall in the kind of like backpack realm yeah. were like... Scribble, Scribble Jam was an event. It was like, this is like pre-league. I remember one of my boys was always a guy got the new Scribble tape. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. That's that's that era where like the battle happens and it's like months and you have to like get the tape. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like Patel, yeah, Patel and like it's once a year yeah, and everybody migrate. Yeah, like, exactly. Yeah. It's like... That was that was such a cool era, and I and I found out about Scribble Jam in graffiti magazines because oh, it, wow. it started as a graffiti like uh, event where like guys would get together and do graffiti, and then they added the rap battles, I think, and added the breaking breaking battles, and I was just my head was totally in graffiti in high school, and I read, but I was also you know trying to have a six step and break dance and like you know oh, yeah. do it know, all huh? yeah, yeah beatbox and I was yeah. making beats and yeah. I was rapping and writing graffiti all did you have a graffiti tag yeah AM AM AYE nice yeah. and nice. I, I yeah I have it's probably in boxes now but I have black black books and all that stuff nice I was, I was, I was definitely heavy into it and uh, um, <clears throat> actually Action Bronson's uh, <laughs> I went to synagogue with this kid Luck who had the, uh, the crew SM Okay. And then his boy May, who is uh, Mayhem Loren, who's like Action Bronson's right hand man, mm-hmm. had a crew called ART, and they put it together to be smart. Um, and smart crew is like, I don't really have anything to do with making them what they are now, mm-hmm. but I was part of smart crew like when it was oh, cool. a baby and not not significant yet. And now smart crew is like legendary graffiti crew that Action Bronson is from. And uh, wow. you know, Mayhem you know Loren, um, I we didn't know each other growing up. I'm I've connected with him and you know talked about our mutual friends but i don't i don't really know him like that but um mayhem loren who's his right hand man like i used to go out to queens and go bombing with him and stuff like that you know so it's it's just funny how um how that shit comes full circle but yeah i found out about scribble jam in uh in a graffiti magazine Mm -hmm. so um so yeah sorry that's super sidetracked so backpack but (laughs) so yeah backpack leagues were like grind time scribble jam um, <clears throat> even jump off, jump offs kind of backpacky. Now, King of the Dot kind of occupies that space, yeah. though. Though it's more both, like, more balanced, yeah, yeah, more, yeah, much yeah, more balanced. Absolutely. And so, at the time, you know, something that I feel like I I brought to the game, similar to Jin, was that you know I was, you know, came in second place at Scribble Jam, went to uh, you know these 
battles no one heard, knew about knows about now like uh brainstorm in seattle and battle for midwest supremacy in like kentucky <laughs> and doing all these like tournament freestyle backpack battles and then coming to new york and doing these one-on-one street battles mm-hmm. and then being in fight club um and then getting invited to smack dvd yeah. and i think so I, that's I, that was a cool moment for you wasn't it yeah because like smack i grew up watching smack you yeah. know what i mean like it, it definitely um was one of the quintessential like pillars of battle rap and so i got this call from i think it was from eric beasley who's like smack who yeah, runs it with smack yeah guy, thank you. yeah yeah, yeah. He, he he was working for labels i don't think he works for the labels anymore now i think he's just all smack url okay. but until like the only number of years a couple of years ago he was like a label like a and r you know in the music industry and then involved with smack in a, yeah. in a business way um and so he, he called me yeah. Yeah. yeah and i was at our old apartment in brooklyn uh fulton street in uh clinton hill mm-hmm. in the bodega and i got the call and uh yeah it was like man you know i'm still as much as I always had this like arrogant entitlement of like I am the best, I'm gonna be on Rolling Stone, like yeah. I'm I am Slash, I'm just not as good as him yet. There's still um, humbling yeah. moments. Yeah, no, there's I still have this feeling of like I'm also just this fucking like white kid from the Upper West Side, like that grew up as a like geeked out fan of Smack DVD, mm-hmm. and now I'm gonna be on it, like whoa, you know. Yeah. And so that that was crazy. Um, and and I think that battle was really. You know, I think that moment in time was really significant because aside from Jin, it, it was like the second moment, the second time that someone that didn't come from a street background was on Smack DVD. Yeah, right. And it, and um, I didn't know Jin was there. I was actually. I mean, was yeah, weird. that kind of helps legitimize like the style, you know. Like I mean, totally. It's like, you know, like suddenly people start to notice that. Right. Know, this, exactly. This works and it's, those worlds need yeah. to combine. Yeah. Yeah. And, happen, and, that, yeah. And, I, and and for me, that was always an agenda, and it, it was always was I, it? yeah, it was like had, yeah. yeah, because I I remember it even as a kid. Even when I was like before I had any traction or notoriety, identifying that like, yo, I listen to Company Flow and I listen to Jay-Z yeah. and I'm one of the only kids even in my group of friends that's that's on this shit where like I listen to all of it. Um, and though, you know, at the time, like those people were supposed to be enemies, you know, like, yeah. oh, you listen even, to Jay-Z. I don't like, understand that situation. Right. Separation. Like, I, both of those were. Yeah. I take that. Like, no, totally. Was, totally. Yeah. And like, so for me, it was like Smack DVD is so dope. I would never be like, this shit's whack. It's yeah. written. It's street. And then I also would never be like, oh, this shit's backpack and freestyle. It's corny. It was always like, man, all this shit is just so dope and exciting and hip hop to me. And so I always wanted to. I never would see Smack DVD and be like, oh, I can't compete in that environment or I don't want to compete in that environment because it's in this lane. It just, uh, you know, I grew up with dudes like that, street dudes. I grew up with uh, super wealthy kids and kids that grew Mm -hmm. up were from the projects and like all this shit was around me. So there was never, there would never be a time that I would not want to participate in something that I was attracted to. Why would you want to be closing doors? Exactly. I mean, opportunities everywhere, you know? Exactly. So I think that moment, you know, the Jin Jin verse, Jin verse, verse on smack dvd was really significant but then me versus math kind of accelerated that because i think that battle was a more like technical battle and the styles had evolved even more and right a whole lot of preparation and yeah yeah exactly way more preparation at that point from what i can sense at that point it's accepted Totally, yeah, yeah, definitely, and and like, and that helps yeah. battling someone like Math because yeah, put a no, lot he's of a beast, right yeah, and, yeah, and I think it also one of the things that the street genre was lacking um, at that time was 
the a the spontaneity, mm-hmm. but the specificity that came with the spontaneity. You know, yes. because guys were showing up with maybe a couple lines that were specific to the person, but it was a lot of really generalist stuff. And I think yeah. at that at that point, um, I mean, I think Sirius Jones versus Mook also on Smack DVD was was pretty pointed at each other. Mm-hmm. But I think that me versus Math was like. We were only talking about each yeah, other. Yeah, it was pure. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it was like, like, this is for you. I'm looking right at you. Yeah. 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 And it got personal fast, too. Yeah. You know, I yeah. mean, which is great. Yeah. 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 And she was there. Yeah. Were you there? Yeah. Yeah. She was ready to. I'll, I'll have to watch that again and look for you. Yeah, yeah. She was ready to, you know, math is. You were part of Iron's crew? Yeah. Yeah. She, uh, math, um, is a real street dude from Brooklyn, you know, and he showed up with. Didn't he? Is he <clears> the one who knocked someone out? The yeah, previous, he, yeah, he. The, right. So the, one before the battle before battle, me, he knocked he, someone out. He punched yeah. Dose in the face, yeah, which was like a huge moment. And That's the moment he was right. coming off of that, I was stepping into, you know, me, you know, Aaron, white kid from Upper West Side. Um, so you're nervous. Yeah, yeah. And like, and. He showed up with his people who are yeah. goons from Brooklyn. Right. And, and my wife happens to also be a goon from Brooklyn. And so... <laughs> Coney Island. Yeah. So her, you know, the um, her spidey senses went up and she yeah. like, you know, you know um, how like it was in it was in Fat Beats and you know the like the... Um, it's for like retail packaging where there's like a grid on the wall of like, you know, interlaced bars and then they hook on a hook and you like slide the packages on. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's yeah. like a, it, it's like, but it's almost like an ice pick. So she like took one of these <laughs> off the fucking wall and is <laughs> like, ready. yeah, she took one ready off to the shank fucking, somebody. Yeah. She took a, she took it off the wall and had it between yeah. her hands, like good ready, ready to yeah. shank one. This of, is not like a good story to tell. <laughs> it's a great story I mean, to tell. Classy lady, everybody. She's yeah. Yeah. This is not representative. <laughs> uh, I'm going to watch some video in a new light now, you know? Yeah, no, yeah. So, Matt, yo, Matt, <laughs> <laughs> dodged yeah, a bullet you, you there, man. You dodged it. Yo, yeah, yeah, no. Nah, no, that's oh. Matt. Shout out to Matt. He's, that's another person who, who I have a, a friendship with also. And oh, like, good. Yeah, yeah, he's the man. He's Matt, incredible. Yeah, he's yeah. one of my favorites. I think he's one of the greatest. Yeah, sure. absolutely. Yeah. Uh, and we were talking about it earlier, but, like, something that just boggles my mind is that interplay between the improvisation things. And, like, you know, he's bringing up Eminem. You, and, like, right away, you're like... You know, if uh, if I'm Slim Sadie, I guess you know there'll be nothing after math. Are you right, yeah. thinking that he's going to say that, or are you coming up on the spot? Cause no, that like like because so that was that's a funny one because at that time you know coming coming from having done all of the like kind of backpack shit and then also even the street battles, I felt like the white thing and the like Eminem comparison yeah. was like. Old, like if you yeah. if you had it was gone so there, played out, I, I right? Would go to that. Yeah, I, like that. I never yeah. would have ex- like it was so corny and played out yeah. from the world that I came from. Like if you it's had tired. gone to Scribble Jam yeah. and said said Yo, that, up, people man? would have been like, "Boo!" <laughs> like you're so fucking whack. So like I think Math was coming coming from the Fight Club, like Fight Club smack, where it was really street and a little bit insulated from that so that was still relevant because there weren't a lot of white kids competing in that space so for him it wasn't played out and so i went there like i was super surprised by all of his white angles you know what i mean which seems weird yeah but it was just like because i had already gotten that yeah yeah Yeah. (laughs) and so 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 that was totally spontaneous because i really like never in a million years would have 
I, you know, which it seems like it seems almost like false or naive as I'm saying it because it's like, what? Of course, that's what he yeah. would have come with. But at that time, that wasn't in your world. Anymore. It just wasn't. Yeah. yeah. And it had been. And yeah. then because it had been and, and people started, it got it got kind of weaned out. And also, I think because people started knowing who I was, it became less relevant because yeah. they're like, oh, you're 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 in this culture. You're you're good at what you do. Like, we can't discredit you by just pointing out the obvious right. that you're a white kid yeah. you have glass you know whatever it's, it is it's, it's like, already way beyond that yeah we're, we're past yeah. that you yeah. know so that was totally totally spontaneous yeah. Yeah. um the battle you know we're talking about Eminem Enas that battle with Enas was in Detroit right that was actually in uh that was in Miami that was oh, in Miami. Yeah, she was there too yeah <laughs> she was probably ready to kill somebody else that weekend <laughs> um what I noticed in a classy one, way, a classy, classy way, no murder. Yeah. Still at O'Hill. Very classy. Yes, <laughs> she's done that too. She's we, we got into a fight, not rap related. Uh-huh. We got into a fight with some kid uh, that was like being disrespectful to one of my friend's girlfriends, and uh, she had her heel in her hand. The same way, the same way that she had the shank from the record store. Uh-huh. I turned around after things cooled off, and she was like huffing and puffing with one of her heels in her hand, like ready, also ready, a neck. I guess you know what that next is? stab is kind of your move. The next yeah. stab, but that's love. That is, that's it love. is. Love. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I noticed with that, I feel I don't know if this is the case with a lot, a lot of battle rappers, but there's a lot of like the return of Iron Solomon. Yeah. Like, this is Iron Solomon's return. Yeah. Is it? I mean, you're obviously probably chasing a music career at the same time. So I'm so so so. You're not gonna play for some reason. Um. But like you, um, that could be because you were focusing on your music at the time, or is it what's what's yeah the yeah. So for me, it was multifaceted. Like I, I at that time was definitely you know for me the battle thing was always like launch the music career. It was like oh this is you know I, I can't really book a it's show an ends to a means exactly yeah. yeah and like I, I can't book a show I can't get on stage and have people care about it, but I can go to a battle and it's yeah. packed. And people react right away. Yeah. I get my fix, and get I got money. my name out there. Get a little bit of money, yeah. and then there were people that you know. Immortal Technique launched his career mm-hmm. off of that. Um, even Poison Pen, who was like involved in the scene, and then had you know independent label deals to put out singles. Sea Ray's Walls, like guys that in that era were like gods to me, along with Jay Z. Even yeah. though probably so many people now are like who. Um, they're super significant pillars of the culture and a gym, you know what I mean? La- launching a music career and music. It was always music for me and battle and hip hop, always music. Then hip hop became the focus. And then battle rap was a, was the means to the end, sure. an end, like you said. And so at the and time, you notice you, I mean, you had a, yeah, I'm getting, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm like doing, I'm doing good at this. Yeah. Like, uh, I better keep it going, you yeah. know? So like, so yeah. So at that time focusing on music, mm-hmm. um, and then also being, strategic about who I, I chose from a branding and trajectory standpoint that I, that like, because I'm trying to launch a career, there needs to be a narrative here, you know, and not just from a purely marketing perspective, but also because, um, and I was talking to direct direct is like one of the luminaries of our culture who was, uh, one of the founders of grind time and now is a, in a media, you know, documenting the culture capacity. And we had a conversation about this, um, that for me, like Jay Z is the greatest of all time to me, and it's not. It's not just that third. It's, it's, <laughs> it's not, and I, I say that not to say that he is 
the best lyrically yeah. or, you know, but I think that in terms of the total package, the catalog, the catalog, the, the volume of exactly. And a piece and a piece of, you know, like I wouldn't argue with somebody. My personal preference is him over Nas, but I'm mm-hmm. a huge Nas fan too, but I wouldn't argue with somebody to be like, Jay Z is a better like lyricist than not. You know, I wouldn't argue that, but I would say, look at, you know, to me, the the creativity is we're talking about macro and micro right like the right. creativity exists on macro and micro levels right in hip hop you, you spit a punchline or you spit a bar and that's that's hip hop and that's a piece of creativity then you expand that to a verse and that's now that it now that's macro and micro right there then you turn that into a song with hooks and and now there's that and then there's that this album made it a dope you know made yeah it a dope song. right exactly <laughs> right. I mean that's an amazing <laughs> yeah. example yeah. of of Jay-Z identifying mm-hmm. the, the ma- that's a macro micro right there right. you know and so then then you have the album but then you have the career you know what i mean the tour and I, and yeah and like to me Jay-Z's like arc and it's still going on yeah. like him part of his artistry is not just his cipher not just the bar not just the 16 not just the song or the album, but it's also the business and it's also the branding and it's also the cultural influence. And for me, I feel like in general, you know, let's say Aerosmith, you know, releases one album and that's it. Like you don't have the conversation of if they're, are they one of the best? Yeah. yeah. No, they're not. No matter how good, no matter how good that album is. And so to me, a piece of a person's artistry is about the storyline and the package. And I think hip hop in particular, where it's about the extracurriculars, you know what I mean? Like, like rock and roll and, and other genres, hip, hip hop more than any other genre draws in real life, um, or imagined life. Mm -hmm. And, um, is about, Hey, this is my music, but this is what I'm doing outside of my music, you know, and that and and so because of that, for me, part of my creativity was creating a narrative of Iron Solomon and and this package of the more macro package of the art that wasn't just about battle everybody no matter who they are and keep proving you're the best rapper. Yeah. It was also like, okay, prove that you're great, you know ascend to greatness in this environment and then create a storyline that feels like we can look at that and be like, that's a, that package of that story is a piece of artwork yeah. and creativity. And it's also, also just a you know? facet of what, what you have going. And right. And it's, and it's just one piece of here's the backstory and now here's the album. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, so right. it was, yeah. so for me, you know, and, and, and that's another thing I've been criticized for is like, Oh, you picked the right opponents at the right time, and I'm like, motherfucker! Right. I picked the right opponents right. at the right time, yeah. son. Yeah. Like, Absolutely. yeah, yeah. Like, like I, but you like, still showed up and yeah. performed, you know? Yeah. And like, we're successful, so it's it totally. It's only half and the battle took the right people. Totally, and yeah. took it like super seriously. And every time that I had that like return moment, right. was like, how can I push this to another level? Yeah, you're not phoning it in. I mean, no, you're doing your no. work. Yeah, right? and so. like, and I and I I feel like if you watch the math battle, if you watch the gin battle watch the Ines battle and watch other battles that went on that same year, mm-hmm. you'll see things in my battles that are, that are new and are yeah. not happening yeah. or are like, wow, that was really advanced wordplay beyond what other people were doing at that yeah. time. And now everybody's doing it, yeah. you know? And, or like in the Ines battle, I did like a call, a call and response thing with the crowd. And yeah. I was, and that was one of the things where I was like, what do, okay, everybody's dope lyrically, but like, what are people not doing right now? Yeah. Ooh, I've never really seen somebody do this. 
you know, if I'm going to come back, I'm not just going to come back and be like, I'm you, still really good. Is that the one where you brought back the line from the gym? Uh, right. I ain't going to rap out. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Right. Gym. Which yeah. I, which I feel it, like was the, also is like the be- one of the, one of the beginnings of slogans, which now yeah. everybody has a slogan, yeah. you know? But yeah. like the crowd went nuts right, <laughs> right away. Yeah. Like you must be like, I, mean, I was like, all right, like here we go. Yeah. Like, yeah. They know me. Like, yeah. They know the, they know it. Yeah. All yeah. that. And then like shit, like, uh, one of the lines from that battle, uh, like, uh, oh, Ness makes music that's blunt guts trash. So when he played his two hits for Puff, Puff passed. Puff, Puff passed. Yeah, you know, I love that. Yeah, really? Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. so yeah. like, so yeah. that I felt like, even as I was writing it, I was like, people aren't even going to catch that I'm saying he makes music that's blunt guts trash. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You know that the blunt guts is part of the whole. They're going to get the Puff Puff pass thing, yeah. and they might not even get that I'm saying he played his two hits. Right. For Puff, you know, yeah. that, that, that that's all correlated. Like right. One theme like, even that. as I was writing, it, I was like, people aren't going to get they're going to yeah. get the punchline, but they're not going to get the setup. Yeah. Right. So I feel like, you know, that that's what I always strove to do was right. like, you know, watch the math battle. And, the, you know, uh, I was just talking to Shadi Har and he was like, yo, I watched that battle. And you were saying, you know, for yo math, for the record, you're getting waxed in a vinyl store. And that, like, and and he was like, I never saw people. People weren't doing that then, yeah. you know. Yeah. So that was even if I'm like, even if people are like, yeah. yo, you picked the right opponents that you lined up with and big names that weren't necessarily good comp for you. It was like, yeah, but I showed up and did shit that no one else that was doing. Happening. Yeah, you know that yeah. now everybody does. You were yeah. still pushing the art for right. Yeah. yeah, and people who were like, you were too prepared. Those they're they're super prepared now. Like, no, I think that's great. Yeah. I think in in the 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 math battle, you said. Uh, You've got garbage punchlines and plastic smiles. I recycled your rhymes to trash you lyrically. Right, I mean, yeah, like, yeah. It's just great, you know? Right, I mean, like, yeah. That's the kind of stuff that I'm drawn to, you know? Right, and like, I had, it was it was coming off of the little Matthew. Like, he, he yeah, battled my Matthew boy Nems. Yeah, the Matthew great, yeah. He battled my boy Nems and said, uh, little bitch, little bitch. He did that, and he right. was like, I call you little bitch because... Uh, I forget what he says, but he's like, I'm calling you little bitch because that's a better name for you than your name. Yeah. So Nems was like, yo, fuck this dude. You got to get him back for me. <laughs> so that's why I took his thing yeah. and said, you know, little Matthew, little Matthew. Yeah. Well, I'm calling you math because uh, your real name oh, yeah. is so bitch. I, didn't know I, that, I would yeah. call you little bitch. Because he called Nems little, he kept saying yeah. little bitch, little bitch. So like, I would call, you know, I'm calling you little Matthew. I would call you little bitch, but your real name's so bitch, I don't have yeah. to. Yeah. You yeah. know, uh, what's the line? Uh, recycle, you got garbage punchlines and yeah, yeah. plastic similes. Right. So I recycled your rhymes, rhymes trash to trash you lyrically. You lyrically. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So yeah. it was like, so there's all those, so then all the garbage recycle, right. trash you, yeah. that layer, and then also the referencing his other battle that he right. did against my boy, you know. So yeah. So you yeah. had your boys back. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the great stuff. I mean, like, the, the inside jokes are peppered in right. there that not everyone may get. Totally. You know, and yeah. that stuff's great too. You no, know, like, about, like, the more you get into it, you know, the deeper you go, yeah. the more you know, the more you enjoy it. Yeah. Right. Because right. You, yeah. you get what's going you get on. It. Yeah. And it becomes addictive. Yeah, definitely. Like, and you get into the soap opera because it's like... Yeah, it's like a soap opera, yeah. you know? Like, <laughs> it is, yeah. big time. It's like, where's that reference come from? I exactly. got to find out you why he's to. doing that, and you know? I, I think that's a gift and a curse, too, True. because it's like, you know, I, when I started getting, as I'm getting back into it now, when I started getting back into it, I hadn't been watching, and I would watch battles and be like, 
what the fuck are they talking about? Like, I'm one of the guys. Like, I'm yeah. supposed to be able to pick this shit up. But if you didn't see, yeah, exactly. if you don't know who's if fucking you sleep who, on it, you're out, and right? you don't know yeah. who's in this crew, and you don't know about this guy choked yeah. in this battle, and now yeah. he's saying something, like you, you kind of have to know all that shit, which yeah. is cool. But it is a, it is a no, deterrent too. It's a pain in the ass, it's it's in the ass. <laughs> right. yeah. And it makes it, it makes it in a way, it makes it less accessible yeah. to outsiders. Absolutely. But at the same time, it, it took makes me it a minute. Like, right. I was like, well, yeah. you know, but there's more to latch on to where right. it's like I like I you because know there's enough on the surface that is exactly with the wordplay and, right. you know, and again going back to what we were want. saying about baseball where it's like you can watch a baseball game and not know anything about the history of baseball and, and enjoy it but then there are the people that like know the history of the club and they're like oh the guy who's coaching the team now he he played yeah, on the yeah, Yankees yeah, right. and his, you know his father and you know he was a scout or something yeah, like that yeah and, and like right. so so I think that that's that's one of the that's part of what's like it's weird how there's this insular self-referential thing that can be can kind of raise the bar for the point of entry of getting yeah. interested but at the same time it creates so much more to latch onto the yeah. way that the yeah. the the ball club narratives right. give people more to latch onto with baseball it's like it draws you in deeper it draws you yeah. in deeper like i right. i can watch you can watch baseball and enjoy it no way i'm going to be caught up on the decades of history yeah. just by watching a game but the people who are and want to dig into it there's so much to dig and into probably getting off a little bit more so yeah exactly you're like yeah and i think hip-hop has always had that kind of like you know you think about graffiti and wild style when you know when graffiti was on the trains and then people are like you know what I want to code this even more and I'm going to do it so complicated that only the people like, like a your regular guys on the train aren't into it. It's such an inside joke. It's like, you guys are already not into this shit when you can read it. Well, how about when I fuck it up so much that you can't even read it? Yeah, exactly. So I think there is an element of like, this is our thing over here and you don't get it and I'm going to make it even harder to get, you know? So I, yeah. Yeah. Uh, let's bring it current. The okay. most recent um, battle was uh, King of the Dot. Yep. Which is, I mean, that was a big. That was a big event. Like, yeah. The, the card is insane. I mean, so yeah. it, can I just jump in for my everybody here? Is that is that battle rap going mainstream? King of the Dot. I mean, is that like, I mean, you have like the underground league, but like King of the Dot is like it's a pay per view thing, right? I right. Mean, like yeah. so, they, they yeah. stream a bunch of those. There's, they do. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so right. so King of the Dot. And so Smack DVD evolved into URL, Ultimate, okay. Ultimate okay. Rap League. And so they call it Smack, call it URL. Okay. And Smack and King of the Dot are the two like biggest pillars okay. of battle rap. Okay. I think Smack might have more viewership and a little more and it has more of a like rap industry support. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um but King of the Dot like you know, scribble jam, grind time, jump off, all of the more hip hoppy backpack leagues, you know, have kind of culminated into King of the Dot. Okay. And also King of the Dot, um, they have all the, you know, 75% of the guys that battle on Smack also battle on King of the Dot. Okay, all right. So okay. they have much Thanks. more of an open playing field and a, and a diversity of performers um, and a very clean brand. You know, the people yeah. that are involved yeah. are, like 
real professionals of um, Kyle Gray Avocado, who's like director of all visual oh, content. Yeah, he, yeah. His, yeah, yeah, he's, yeah. he comes from a, and I hope I'm not giving out too much information on him, but he comes from a movie background. Like okay. he'll be filming the battles and editing and doing the motion graphics. Yeah, it seems real glossy time. and slick and stuff like Super that, you know? Glossy. So that's why I ask, you know? If you, if you go to see any big budget action movie yeah. in the theaters, look for his name. Okay. Because okay. he right. does compositing and graphics for like... He's the Michael Bay of uh, yes. Battle Rap. Michael Bay of Battle Rap. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta tell him that. I gotta tell him that because right. like, yeah, he, uh, he like, I'm trying to think of, you know, Fast and Furious, um, Avengers, you know, these types okay. of movies. Yeah. He's uh, in the graphics credits. Okay. You know I mean? okay. So, yeah. So, so it's a. Yeah, I'm sorry to interrupt your question yeah. now, Mike. I just no, want no, to you yeah. know that as well. Yeah. yeah that's awesome. Thanks. Yeah. No, he's the man. Kyle Gray is the man and, and has played. I think he's he's somewhat sung hero, but also probably unsung hero okay. in terms of elevating the visual yeah. of, yeah. of of battle. They put rap. together yeah. like a big thing. It yeah, felt, it felt big. I mean, yeah. that was like the card, you know, Bender vs. Soul, Soul yep. Definition, uh, that immaculate uh, pastel. Day. Wow, That's awesome. Uh, and then you and daylight. Yeah, yeah. And I know Chris, disaster. Yeah. Dumbfounded was another one of those. Yes, yes, it was. Yeah. Yep. Um, Chris, I don't know if you know about Daylight. I was trying to tell you a little bit about this, but he is a unique, very unique. person to yeah. say the least. He um, he has performed uh, homosexual charades, <laughs> attempted to defecate on stage. True, I think that was Facts. just left. He yeah. wore a shirt covered in mirrors when he battled you. Yeah, uh, yep. he took a nap on stage. I guess first math. Yep. He's rubbed his scrotum sweat on someone's face. <laughs> He's removed all his clothing on stage, and he is dressed like a slave and a Ku Klux. Clan yeah. member, so you're going in, and, and his face is tattooed like Spawn. Yes, like Spawn. yeah, yeah. Yes. It's funny that, that it's yeah. funny that you can go through that whole list yeah. and not mention <laughs> that, and it's still like, yeah. Yeah, oh, by yeah. the way, yeah. his face is tattooed like so Spawn. antics, yeah, yeah right? antics. But like, yeah. so you're going in, are you thinking like, what, what's going to happen here? Yes and no. Oh, yeah. So I, I I chose. But yeah, you chose him, right? Yeah, I yeah. chose. Oh, yeah, Is yeah, that how it works? yeah, yeah. Or I, how I, I worked in this situation. Yeah, I wanted. He was the person that I wanted to come back. Why? So when I heard about him, like I just hated him from the from the hearing that list. You're like, yeah. what? Like fuck? It's not pure. It's a, I, it's I was not. like, fuck this. Like none of this sounds like battle rap. No, and yeah. I and I was like, and I mean, you know, the um, knife wielding <laughs> wife can tell you like. I was like, see, that's why I'm not involved anymore because if if there's a chance that people would call for me to battle somebody that does shit like this, like I don't even want to be put in that category, you know? But that but that was obviously snap judgment, you know? Right. And then I started watching his battles and I was like, damn, like this dude is fucking lyrical. Like right. He's he good. he is like he is pro- one of the best at the like super coded double entendre mm-hmm. and says shit that is like ridiculous. And I also, um, you know, I, I'm a studier of culture and I feel like, you know, he, he comes, he comes from grape street in Watts in LA, which is like grape street. Crip is like one of the renowned crip subsets. And he's from, like the project building where they started. So he is so and, many of what you just, what you said it just now made sense to me. Right. Yeah. Oh, in the battle. Yeah, right. Yeah. 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 So he's from, it's all clicking. Yeah. yeah. So he's from Jordan downs, which is like the project building on grape street. That is like the epicenter of grape street crib. So, so he's 
like clearly fucking signed and certified. You come from the streets. You are a crip for real. And you come from the streets. Um, and so for me watching him and seeing how intelligent and strategic he clearly was, it was like, yo, all of these dudes are in battles trying to convince you that they have guns and they, and they are violent and whatever it is. This guy is clearly from that background, no questions. And he's, most people would accidentally, you know, homophobia is so rampant in hip hop and not just homophobia, but the rigidity of the identity paradigms of who you can be as a person. Right. You know, you can be this type of package and wear these clothes and that's who you are. And it can be pretty rigid. It's loosening up. I was going to say it's changing. It's loosening up. Kanye, uh, uh, Pharrell, yeah. you know, um, even uh, Wayne, Little Wayne, Danny Brown, Brown, Frank Ocean, Frank yes. Ocean. Yeah. There, there are the palette of who you can be is expanding and becoming a little more flexible, which Chance, is awesome. Yeah. Chance, uh, Chance is awesome, and like, um, so for me, it was like you know, people who are not gay would say. Oh, you know, put the mic to your mouth and be like, pause, get your AO, like, you know, no homo, like, because put the mic to your mouth is like an accidental euphemism for you sucking dick and being gay somehow. So, so, which I get, you know, I participate in that line of comedy too, but he's going out there and saying, yeah, I'd I'd fuck Puffy. I mean, it's Puffy. I'd have, of course, I'd have sex with Puffy, you know, (laughs) and like, and he's saying that to get attention, but I also feel like, what I felt like I identified in him was that he's just freeing himself from the restrictions of the hip hop paradigm and being like, just powerful, so powerful and so impressive and so liberating and so cool to be like, dude, like unhindered. Yeah. Yeah. He's not gay. Like, and that's funny, you know? And he got a lot of attention and like people take it seriously where they're like, yo, I would never say I wouldn't. And it's like really like, him saying that doesn't change anything about who he is right. at all. It doesn't make him gay. Yeah. And even if he was gay, then he's gay. And there's nothing wrong with that. Right. So like on so many levels, we're just, you know, I, I respected that. And I was like, that's really fucking cool. Yeah. And I like that. Now the things that initially made me be like, I hate this guy, made me be like, I love you, this guy. You, 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 know? de- you had to look deeper. Yeah. Totally. To yeah. Uncover yeah. The, the layers of what yeah. he's doing. Yeah. And, and then... And then I also was like watching his battles and being like, this shit's incredible. Like the level of wordplay is stuff that I felt like I was doing that people weren't getting and that now he's doing and everybody's getting. So So you thought it was a perfect match. I thought it was a perfect match. Yeah. You know, both of you guys would bring, you know, trying to come up to a certain level. Totally. Yeah. And, and I felt like the thing with the MOOC, like my last battle before that against MOOC, which went like horribly for me was like partly because there was such a narrative, you know, there was like, there was like this wrestler narrative of like, I identify with MOOC as a street guy and I don't like Solomon because I think he's corny or, and there's, there's that element of why the battle was just kind of a shitty battle because people are like, Fuck this guy. I like this guy. Yeah, and everyone I, showed up with their prejudgments. And exactly. No? Yeah. And I feel like Daylight has is polarizing, but he also is unifying in that he so many he's just pushed past that. Yeah. Like, yo, the dude took tried to take a shit on stage, yeah. and he, next time people still showed up to see him. I mean, yeah, he keeps uh, people know? guessing. He's exactly. difficult to categorize. You know, so, like, so I, I felt draw. like it was such a weird and interesting matchup that that it it was the matchup that I felt like had the least potential for narrative yeah. to ruin it. Right. Because I think if I if I had gone against Disaster or Pat's, if I had gone against any of the other people in the King of, who are like at the top of the King of the Dot realm, it would have been like, oh, Solomon went over there to smack 
and lost, and now he's going to come over here. Fuck him for doing that. You know, I want disaster to kill him. Yeah. You know, or, or yo, I'm glad he's back. Fuck disaster. I want Salomon to kill him or Pat Stay or Ilmac. Whoever it would have been, I think there would have been we're still dealing with narrative. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to just like have a moment that was a great moment without the, I hope he kills him and ruins his career. You know, you know, and, in the, I'm just gonna jump in here a second. No, you right. know, in uh, the post battle interview, if I can jump ahead here to the end of it, um, you did an interview with Chris Mitchell and yeah. you said that, um, in coming back to world domination five, you wanted to be the most comfortable in your skin. You want to be more comfortable in your skin than ever before. Yeah. So this kind of sounds like what you're going, you're alluding to. Like if you strip away all that sort of prejudice, you know, and it's just you and daylight battling, you yep. can, you can just be the most comfortable because there's no narrative to get in the way. Right? Exactly. That and, makes sense. That's yeah, great. Yeah. It's like, and, and, and like that, you know, that is part of why I stepped away from just music in general was because like you know, we're all ego and sensitivity. And like, I definitely like take personally shit. You reach it on the internet or like you see something go wrong and it's like, it'll fuck up your day. You know what I mean? And like, I don't want to ever feel that way. I want to be able to read something horrible. Someone says and be like, ah, whatever they, that's their opinion. I try not to read comments. Oh, yeah, totally. It's hard, man. Like, and so, so I wanted to come back and be like, you know what? Like I've always been myself, but I've been also brand and, and image conscious. And I just don't want to care. I want to just come back and get back to a point of, you know, I'm not really pursuing a music career now. I can just root into the battle rap and have yeah. fun with that. And I felt like as far as you can. Exactly. Like, and I felt like you. Daylight would show up with the same intention. He definitely doesn't want to kill me. Yeah. He yeah. wants to have a great moment that helps catapult his career and is a classic that can be like, wow, that was a dope moment that Daylight yeah. was a part of. And and I I was con- I called him too. You know, everybody does this like call you call someone out in a battle or like my manager calls smack and smack calls his manager and now we're gonna battle and we have spoken and been events together but we never communicate about the fact that we're battling it's like (laughs) silly and i was just like got his phone number from nems my boy nems Mm -hmm. who math called little bitch um uh, who's not a little bitch he's from coney island you know just (laughs) nems if you're listening um so I got my I got Daylight's phone number from Nems and I hit him up and was like, let me just communicate with this guy directly. And I said to him everything I said to you guys about like, hey, this is what I think you're doing. I think you're making commentary on the rigidity of the paradigms and you're breaking out of that. And I think that's awesome. And he was like, thank you. Exactly. Yeah. I thought the battle was all about, you know, good rhymes, good vibes and respect. That's what yeah. it seemed like to me, yeah. you know, like, it was like and, a celebration. Right. Yeah. That, yeah. Which, I mean, which was so awesome. Right. Yeah, exactly. It's like, you know, when I, I was like so happy. Like to, part where he starts dancing with right, you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like I, I was happy to see him cooking too. You know, right. like when he was, when he's dissing me, it was just like, I'm like, yes, yeah. he's doing so good. You right. know? Yeah. And so after that phone call, it, it just further solidified it for me where I was like, you know, this dude does these antics and people look at him a certain way, but I think he deserves to be in the top realm. It would be cool for me to help facilitate that. I think it'll be a really interesting matchup that people won't expect. You know, there's all the time in the world to go for the guys that everybody thinks I should yeah. go against. Yeah. You know, like, let's just have some fun and do something cool. And I, I was confident for that reason. I know that he identifies that his antics have overshadowed his lyricism, but he really takes his lyricism seriously. And I knew 
I, I was confident beforehand and then was even more confident after speaking to him that he was going to take me and the moment and the opportunity seriously enough to not do fucking dude, antics. Yeah. But he still showed up with mirrors on his shirt. Still showed up with mirrors, yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. acceptable. Yeah. But that was great, though, because you rap, it's like, you, I'm battling myself, though, you know? So right, yeah. you, you, had yeah, some fun, you had some fun with that, too. How, how much before did you see the, the mirror costume? That was totally spontaneous. Yeah, like, I, I, we flipped and, the coin. You can't even tell. I don't, right, I'm, yes. Yeah. And, and I hope that people see that and then go back to the stuff that they're like, man, he wrote all that shit yeah. and can be like, all right, I, maybe he, he didn't write all that shit. Yeah, yeah like, right. because literally, I mean, we, we, you know, we, his, his wife or his girl is really cool too. And we were hanging out. Like, oh, we, yeah. we were, we were, you know, she, uh, my wife Sharon got along with her really well. And, yeah. um, you know, <laughs> he, awesome. he's in a, he's in a sweatshirt and a fitted the whole weekend. And, you know, uh, like camera on that though, yeah, 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 right. Yeah, for real. <laughs> we're going to face that matching yeah. face tattoos and shit. Right. Um, <laughs> Yeah, so like, nah, I, he, he just, I just saw it when he came out, and we, and we did the coin toss, and I won, and the, and the default is to be like, you go first. Yeah, you went first. Yeah, and I, I chose him to go first at first. Oh, okay. And then I was like, fuck, like he's got this mirror shit. Um, I should say something. He's probably got something to say about that. Yeah. I should Maybe say something about take that. away the steam. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and just to have like this is an opportunity. There's so much here. There's so much material <laughs> How here. How could you not, right? Yeah, it would be a waste for me not to say something. And then also uh, Bishop Brigante, who's one of the hosts, has this slogan. Yeah, like he has this slogan, you know, take that fucking mirror down now, bitch. And like, I, I didn't know this before, but I guess a mirror. <laughs> Again, I was trying to know what he's talking about. Yeah, yeah. Like so, like, so like, I don't know. I, I learned this after the battle that I guess a mirror is when someone posts a bootleg of the official video and so his take that mirror down is being like yo like take down your pirated version of what we're posting you know which I never got I was like and Bishop is my boy like I I go way back with Bishop and uh, I just didn't he calls a pirated yeah it's like a mirror mirror. that's a mirror yeah it's It's like a reflection it's a reflection of his his quality his product yeah so so me being like oh shit Bishop is here and that's his slogan and he's wearing that and then, and so then I was like, "Yo, day, organic, is it cool if I switch? If I if I if I flip it up yeah, and yeah. like I go first? And and daylight was like, cool. And, and in interviews after that, daylight was like, I made Solomon go first <laughs> by wearing the mirror suit. Yeah. I, I forced him to go first. I don't know, wow. if, you know, I I, I don't know, know if that, yeah, I don't yeah, know how for me yeah. maybe it was, but so all of that was like." Not to say I came up with it as I was saying it, but yeah. it was all right. It yeah, all clicked yeah. though within you like know, thirty, like, no, within a, within thirty seconds, a couple minutes of yeah. being like, he's wearing a mirror suit. What the fuck do I say about a mirror suit? <laughs> I gotta say this thing about Bishop Brigante, but that's kind of obvious. What do I say that's a little deeper? Yeah. You know, and then inserting it in the middle of the round and being able to come back to the round. You know that that I feel like that was something that I had mastered. Yeah. That was like. I will always show up with a couple things in my pocket and always be able to seamlessly merge them with yeah. what is going on now. And like even in the ENS battle is like I had like nine like I I, I never I foolishly never timed myself and when we got to Miami I, I was like, Oh, I should probably time this stuff and it was like nine minutes worth of material that could have been each round could have been nine minutes. Yeah. And I was like, Ness, like can we do nine minutes? And he's like, Come on, man, like <laughs> I got three minutes, I got two and a half minute rounds. It, it, it took all yeah. to work together. Exactly. Yeah. So so even in the Ness battle, I was pulling from 
27 minutes of material and putting it in a three minute section. Oh, wow. So even that wasn't like, yeah. you know, some of the rounds were sort of structured, but a, a good amount of it was like, fuck, what else do I have? That I can it's like mentally of? spinning through all exactly. your bars, right? Yeah, going yeah. through it and then pulling, accessing, accessing shit. You know? What's so amazing. It doesn't seem like you're, you're not even skipping a beat, which yeah, is the most amazing right. part. And like, I'm always blown away by that, you know, yeah. like that's your true talent. You know, Thanks, man. thank you. Um, so what's next? You signed to do a couple more with King of the Dot? Yeah, yeah. I, I actually want to do like a lot more. Now. Yeah, you're yeah. in. Yeah. Great. I'm in. I can, yeah. I can see the smile on your yeah. face right yeah. now. It's yeah. great. Yeah. No, I, I like. You know, I think for so long I fought. I fought the idea of like you're a battle rapper because yeah. there is a lot of stigma with that, and I really didn't. And then you wanted to be a musician. So, I mean, yeah, like, a musician. yeah, exactly. I mean, your mix, your new yeah. mixtape killer is awesome. Thank you. Like Thank I said you. that earlier, and I want to say it again. I'm yeah, like, thanks, man. Yeah, yeah, like I mean, that was always what I wanted. Yeah, is that and and so the battle rap took over and overshadowed that but i'm just at a point in my life where like you know i'm i'm 33 i'm not gonna be a new father yeah i'm a new father yeah. you know like i i'm i have different priorities and i have uh acceptance of you know when you're a kid you're like oh anything is possible and i can be this thing and this is who i'm going to be like i'm never gonna be an astronaut yeah like, right yeah exactly I'm yeah. not gonna be now, like that's like real. Yeah. yeah and like and like you know the relationship i had with music became unhealthy because of you know i would go on music blogs and be like this guy's getting love man like fuck these uh, dudes like fuck this blog yeah. fuck that dude instead of being like whoa chance the rapper is awesome yeah, i would yeah. be like who the fuck is chance the rapper you know and that was like ugh this feels shitty it's not healthy it's not, healthy. Healthy. It's not yeah. fun like i don't want to have that relationship with music yeah. and so so it's so, energy yeah it's whack man and like yeah. and 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 like it doesn't make for a, it, it is also a shitty recipe for an artist to be yeah. successful because you, how can you be creative in that environment how can you, know? you be like, creative yeah. and how can you get on camera and be yourself and right. and and be have people drawn in by your yeah. you know i think you know kanye west chance the rapper kendrick lamar these are guys who have who you're drawn in by their freedom and even people that'll be like kanye's jeans are too tight it's like they still are partly drawn to him because he doesn't give a fuck yeah, that's, that's a great great bar right there yeah <laughs> bars yeah yeah so like i i i, I uh yeah like uh you know i just now that i'm like you know what man like like all I ever wanted with my, like, even with the mixtape, like, there's layers to the mixtape of, you know, certain songs, like, the next song starts with the words that the last song ended with. Yeah. There's, like, layers, like, all of my music, you know, on my album, uh, Monster, like, there's a, there are like there's a melody that gets used in one song that gets reused in another song and it's referential to that song because of the content is overlapping oh, wow. and like so i i always wanted people to care about the detail and just that's what i want and and in battle rap people fucking care about what i'm saying mm -hmm, right. and will break it detail down yeah. so like yeah. instead of me being like well no care about my music because you know with that stuff i'm like producing and playing guitar and like making the beats and like yeah, you, you know almost every i mean i'm, also I'm involved every, yeah yeah like I, i'm involved so like <laughs> i want people to be like whoa listen to how solomon listen to that snare he chose yeah. right. the same way that they're like listen to how he said puff puff pass right. but people aren't and i can't fight that and and i'll That's come weird. back to making yeah. music 
I'll come back to making music when I'm in a position like financially and practically in life where I can afford to commit the time it takes to make projects at the level I want to make projects and not care how they're received. Yeah, being okay you know? with the interpretation of your fans, you know? Yeah, like, like or, who, yeah. if 10 people get this, I'm cool with that. I just right. want to make it and right. I have the time and the money right. to do it. You know what right. I mean? Exactly. It takes maturity and time yeah. to get to a point. Totally. Like, I, I, I think that, time, you know, yeah. me and Mike as writers are perils, perils the same way. I mean, if one person reads my story, I mean, that's one person who read it. That's great right. for me. I mean, yeah. like, I've already, I've already won, you know? Like, totally. You know, I touched somebody, you totally. know? Totally. So. And I, I read this, I read this uh, book recently called Why Smart People Hurt. That, uh, <laughs> that's a great title. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like, it sounds like if there's battle <laughs> rap fans are listening, yeah, it's like yeah. pussiest title. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Why Smart People Hurt. Uh, and the cover is like a pair of like nerd glasses that are like broken with the like tape on them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like super, <laughs> super pussy and not hip hop. But I'm oh. very like, you know, I, 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 she's gonna make fun of me because she, she reads a lot and I don't and she you know she's like yeah you read art magazines <laughs> but I, I have been reading a lot more recently and I'm always like seeking out you know self-reflection and stuff and this this book is talking a lot about setting the bar too high you know smart people or people who identify as being smart or overachievers you set the bar so high that a home run becomes only satisfactory it's never good enough yeah you're yeah. like oh I got a home run right all is okay in the world, but I, I'm not even excited. Right. And, and this guy is saying like, you need to be able to be happy with be be open to the home run happening and be ready to receive that and be like, fuck dude, I just hit a home run. It's beautiful. But you yeah. also need to be able to be like, man, I just stepped up to the plate and that mm-hmm. might not be, you know, that a home run might be a hundred. Right. And stepping up to the plate might be six. Right. But, Six adds up to 100 eventually. And, like, do you really want to trade zero? Like, because you didn't get 100, you want six? You yeah. want zero? You stayed in bed. six. Yeah, you know what I mean? Right, exactly, so, yeah. so, so from part of what I took from that is, like, just I need to find the pleasure and the joy in just creating it yeah. and be open to it being received in a way that's, like, holy shit, people love my shit. But to to work on being, like, Yo, I I made this, and that's fucking awesome. And or or I tried to make, I tried to make yeah. something. That's awesome. I made something. That's awesome. It's good. Right. You know that's all. You know. And now we're getting close. Uh, you know, enhance the art too. <laughs> yeah. That type of totally. Freedom, that type of right. attitude. Yeah. Totally. Totally. It's like it just feels. Yeah. yeah. I think even karmically, that just feels great. You know, right. like yeah. on a yeah. much higher level. You know? You, know, you know. Totally. You, you can't overthink how everything's getting received. It'll mess you up. And exactly. Create the best thing you can. And it taint it tends to taint the process and again with those artists you know Kanye West I mean I think he's definitely thinking a lot about how it's being received but he's I think the driving force is like what do I want to fucking hear what should radio sound like to me you know I should be able to rap about Jesus on the radio you know I should be able to make this weird fucking art rock you know porn album that and like that should be on the radio you know not like well, are they going to put this on the radio? Are they going to like it? Yeah, it's like, it's no, like man, fuck you. You're going to like and this. Brave yeah. and brave and fun at the same time. Exactly, cool. yeah. Yeah, so that that's where I'm trying to get, and I'm a lot closer there, Good. and I think it's making making for better. It's better all about shit. believing in yourself, yeah. you know, and not letting yeah. anybody else control your artistic endeavors, you know? Yeah, and it, and it also gives me the room to prioritize my wife and my child yeah. and my family and myself, you know, because during that time that I was pursuing music, it was like I was fucking broke. I didn't have any time because I was uh, the studio was like my god it was like if I don't finish the song like n- n- what do you mean we uh, we had dinner plans like yeah. the song isn't done <laughs> crazy like 
and <laughs> go on vacation. Know. Like what? That's like three days I could be making music and wow. I can't afford it. You know yeah, what I mean? Totally. So like I'm not participating in my own life in a lot of ways. Yeah. You know, like I'm not hanging out with my friends. I'm yeah. not being a good partner to my woman. I'm not, mm-hmm. you know, I, I wouldn't be able to be a good father to my son. Like, so, so I think it just was, yeah, just being an old man growing yeah. into, growing into well, like I mean, that maturity. You know? that you're a dope battle rapper and that's something you should get in, you know, right. To- exactly. Cause you are, you're, cool. you're a dope battle rapper. <laughs> right. Like how, that was the other thing was like, what man, like motherfuckers, tens of thousands of people give like, care about this shit and they're willing to pay me money to do this like what the fuck am I doing sitting on the bench because it's not because I'm not Jay's because I'm not not Slash it goes back yeah it goes back to the 8 year old 8 year old Aaron being like dad I quit guitar because I'm not Slash you know and it's like why why am I sitting on the bench when like there are people who really care about me care about what I have to say, care about what I'm creating, what I'm contributing to the culture, and want to fucking pay me a lot of money to yeah. do it. Like, yes. huh? Yes. Like, what? like what? Pay so, you to do what you love. Yeah, I mean, like, isn't that everybody's dream? Totally, know? and that, so. and, that, and that is like. A, a, a triple and not right. a home run yeah. you know right. what I mean but it's like I, you know I, I was triples so caught up in the home run and triples are fucking great triples Just, base hits yeah, are great you, you know you like driving around every now and then when you yeah, get those I'll take a walk you yeah. know like <laughs> let's bulk hey, I'm know? on base baby. <laughs> exactly exactly so like we're, we're really this baseball metaphor right? oh, yeah, man. Yeah. Uh, it's baseball season you know baseball's good for Mets Mets are in the air yeah exactly yeah so so cool and you guys so good news for all your fans and battle rap in general you're gonna be Totally. Out there. Yeah, thank yeah. you. Thank you. Um, real quick, I want to thank my friend Steve Principe who got me into this. The walking, talking Stephen Hawking, uh, <laughs> who got me back, got me into this way back in the day. Dope. That's dope. We actually um, we created a site a while ago. It's called Rhyme Camp, where like mm. we'd kind of like I'd come up with topics and he'd come up with rhymes. You showed up on the site one day and we're like, yo, that's dope. I don't know how you found it. Really? But like Steve called me and he's like, yo, I, this is you know, like five or six years ago. Crazy. But you made, you made, you made my voice day that day. Awesome. So, Steve, I, right? I, I, yeah. yeah Steve. What's up, Steve? Yeah. Thank you, man. Thank uh, you. You just made his day again. Yeah, yeah exactly. good. I'm glad, man. Thank you. Um, I appreciate it. But uh, I can't, we can't thank you guys. Uh, yeah. Oh, wait, no. Steve wanted me to ask. He wants, he wants to see you. Uh, Rematched the source. Like, yeah, that's been in the air. That like, should be in the air. Yeah, I want to so, see that too. So I uh, am open to that, but it's not on my priority list. Yeah. Only because um, I uh, just there's other people that I'm really excited to go against right now, and I think that would be dope. And I think that yeah. Thesaurus is one of the greatest of all time, hands down. And Absolutely. as far as like purely spontaneous, complex, multisyllabic metaphor shit he's like the best one of the top two to three if not the best mm-hmm. and uh that would be a dope battle i yeah. there are things that i'm like you got your heart set up yeah i, I have right? a list you know yeah. i have my list and there are i would ask what but there I are people yeah, yeah. yeah battle rap bucket list yeah exactly yeah. and like and there are i want to you know i'm still even though i'm like let me just have fun i still also i'm trying to create a narrative of some sort and, and, and create a package of, you know, something that people can be like that Why year not? was dope. Those five years mm-hmm. were great, you know? So, and I, I could see thesaurus being a part of that for sure. Cool. And I have nothing but like admiration and love and, and respect for him. And he's an inspiration and, uh, I would definitely be open to it. It's, it's probably like, Five to seven battles down the line, mm-hmm. but I definitely. Cool. But just to I say, like that you're yeah, that far, that far yeah, yeah, that's yeah. cool. Definitely. That's great. Yeah. Um, again, thank you. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. My pleasure. Surely.
Thank you. Sharon, thank you. Taco, thank you. Taco the dog, thank you. Miami, be good to Iron. He's a Brooklyn boy. Might take some getting used to. Again, thanks, guys. Thank you. Yes, thanks a lot. Great. Our pleasure. Across the margin. Across the margin. Podcast.